Good afternoon, good afternoon. So, it is Friday. And the topic today is... Let's see what we can find. Let's see what we can find. Alright. Now, this topic is for uh, artists. And the definition that is a part of the topic today is perspective. Perspective. P E R S P E C T I V E. And the definition of it, it is a noun, the art of drawing solid objects on a two-dimensional surface so as to give the right impression of their height, width, depth, and position in relation to each other when viewed from a particular point. Definition two, a particular attitude toward or way regarding something a point of view. Now, similar to the word perspective, it, uh, are commonly um, these words are used, and the words that would be commonly used are outlook, view, viewpoint, point of view, standpoint, position, stand, stance, angle, slant, attitude frame of mind, frame of reference, and approach. Now, numerous times um, in my in my podcast, I've spoken about the approach to and why it's important for you to use your natural approach to in your creative process Um, because it truly is your perspective. Now, it's not glamorous all the time, right? Perspective is not meant for it to be glamorous all the time. Why is that? Because if it's applied from a personal viewpoint, if it was applied from a personal approach to, if it was applied from a personal position, if it was applied from a personal standpoint, if it is a personal outlook, then it should be yours. Now, whenever you get to a point where someone is able to communicate the importance of as what was impressed upon me early on at a very early age, perspective was not only was it mentioned to me it was something that my mother made sure that I constantly had a solid sense of self because of my creative 
disposition. And the way that I was uh, doing my uh, creative projects and my art, I was going to, she created an environment for me to be able to be very free in that regard. And that was instituted in my mindset as a disposition, as a stance, as a standpoint, as a position, as a vantage point, my perspective, I work and have worked all my life consistently to make sure that it is not at a disadvantage. Now, why do I do that? I do that because it's going to always affect my art. Uh, Perspective is always going to affect my art. And I was told that early on, um, not by someone who didn't know, but I was told that early on by a mother who was also learning and taught herself the advantages of making sure that her perspective was not misskewed. Now, let me take you to another definition. The definition of miscued, the spelling on it is M-I-S-C-U-E. The verb miscued. I mean, billiards and other games fail to strike the ball or shot properly. What does miscued mean? There's a faulty stroke in billiards. Some of y'all play pool. I'm not a pool player. I be playing. I I play these little games where I have them on my phone. And I, let's just say, when I was growing up, we played darts. I played pool sometimes, uh, more or less, on the pool table. I'm more easy. I'm more. Uh, I'm better at it than on the video games. But most of the time, I just went the video games uh, point just so I can get a coins away. Anyhow. So miscued is, now the reason why this is important, this is a part of your developmental process because your outlook, you are a person, first of all, let's not misinterpret the human aspect that goes along with perspective, right? As humans, you are absorbing environment, intentions of attitudes, influences, whether good or bad, as long as you are present, you are there, whether you want to absorb or not, you are always in an environment of people who are either aware or unaware of their perspective point, their attitude, their disposition, their nature, they may have not ever been um, shared this uh, 
this information. That can happen. That can happen because it's not something that, um, I don't think it's always readily available. I think that people who know the importance of it share it. And, um, like any good parent, which my mother obviously was, she made sure that I understood and that we understood perspective. Whether we use it or not, it is very important to develop it. How long does it take to uh, to to develop your own perspective? You've developed it already to a certain extent, but what your actions show is also proving how you've developed it. Now, does that necessarily mean that you have to stay at that vantage point as far as you as far as you have progressed in your understanding of your view, what are the words, your attitude, your position, your approach to, your viewpoint, your outlook, your standpoint, your slant, your angle. Does that mean that that angle has to always be? As we um, get more information, a lot of times it can open up a lane that we did not know was there. Like I said, I've been fortunate to have been around very good teachers. Um, not like I said in earlier podcasts. Um, the school system yeah, Michigan school system, Detroit school system was failing, but we still had some good teachers that despite the fact that the Detroit school system was failing in one aspect, there were still good teachers in place who were able to share vital information basic on the, what we were going to need to know from a human aspect because they couldn't control that entire um, school system that was being demolished even before some of them became employed. Right? So now this goes back to personal responsibility. Personal responsibility is parental. My mother had took a personal responsibility based on who she was where she came from, the advantages and the disadvantages. It was not money. Check yourself on what real wealth is and the variables to how wealth is commonly misapplied. She had a wealth of knowledge. And she was a hard worker. In that sense, she was filthy rich. And she inherited that disposition. As well she should. Why? Because as the importance of the information was shared with her, she had value for it. Right? 
So perspective in art is although information is being shared with you, it does not necessarily mean that you will apply it. Information is always being shared. Now, based on my personal nature, I like to learn perspective. Other people's perspective. How they do various things. And I personally seek it. Now that's my nature. Am I telling you that that's what you need to do? No, but you do have a perspective already that is in place. That you inherited. You do have a life that is your own. That you inherited. That you were born into. You have a frame of mind that's attached to that. You have a bird's eye view that's attached to that. A viewpoint and a position and an attitude that's attached to all of that just because you came into existence just like how we did. So in your creative process, you want to be very aware of what your perspective is. How is this Uh, How can you use this in connection with your art? It depends on what you're doing. Is it photography? Right? I have some people where they would... I've had some people, I don't know what they call me. I don't call myself anything. But by my name. You know, I'm just me. Uh, I've had some people refer to me as a photographer. I wouldn't necessarily say that. But do I appreciate the things that I uh, have seen? And for a large aspect, uh, when when I'm around, I have been known to document um, my perspective of what I consider to be important as I see it. And I capture it. Will some people call me a photographer because of that? It's possible. However, I do know some photographers. And to me, they're better at it. Um, it's their perspective. Once again, I do most things from perspective uh, simply because it's just naturally enjoyable. It's just a part of my natural process. And I use all of the all of these things that I'm interested in in my creative process. It just so happens that if I capture it, there is nothing else to call it but a photograph, right? Photography. Hence photography. Hence why some people could say, oh, she's a photographer. I just capture a moment in time because it's important to me. I like it. Snap a shot. It's important to me, right? You can call it what you want. Anyway, that's my perspective. And now in art and in illustration and in drawing, I use perspective also. Um, And I use it, like I said, early on I use perspective based on the reality of it. 
the reality of, to me, uh, you know, being realistic. And so in my art, this is why some people would say, um, and I've heard, and I've heard that, and I welcome it, but I, I mean, I've heard it, I hear it, um, have, uh, do I have concern for it or do I have a certain attitude toward, um, how people view it? Not necessarily, um, uh, because it's their perspective, but, uh, from my perspective, I create for different reasons. And some of the colors and some of the lines and some of the things that I do are purposely not meant to be attractive. Right? Is it meant to be ugly? No. I think ugly is a harsh term. Is it meant to be beautiful? Not necessarily. Beauty can be misapplied just as well as the term ugly can be misapplied. The work that I do is perspective based on my reality. So in which case, my perspective is sometimes I do use Lines to evoke a certain attitude that I was observant to. I do use uh, colors or certain things um, in my work that is meant for it to be um, communicated as an observation because it is my viewpoint. And it's my perspective. It's the most honest thing to me that an artist can do. Now, is it something that I encourage people to do? Creatives to do? Not necessarily. Like I said in earlier podcasts, you want to practice your understanding of it. But most creatives are very vulnerable very, very emotional people and they've been absorbing their treatments, whether they've been aware of it or not. And it's affected them as a person. Right? Now art is just something that I do. I naturally do it. But as hard as I work, uh, as hard as I have worked in my art, it's as hard as I work in everything that I do. Um, because my perspective is realistic. I think it's cultural. Um, I think it's because, um, Meaning, you know, my my mother had a very good way of expounding upon the calmer um, aspect of the culture, um, of, of the aspect of the culture that I came from, 
you know, on my father's side, which is Vietnamese. And in which case, I'm not saying, I don't know if it's the case with all of them. Uh, but it, but in which case, for me, I can relate to being hostess type, being very generally um, about tasks. Um, I can relate to accommodating people a lot in the past. Over accommodating. But if you look at the culture of Vietnamese people, and I mean, if you were actually able to look at the culture of Vietnamese people, that's just what they do. They don't even think about it. And we all huddle together, fixing each other a plate, eating together, making people food, cooking, and things like that. Now, that was the... Let me communicate it. Now, that was my reality with my parent. I was able to do that with her because she had an appreciation for it. Now, do you see? So her perspective was not miscued. And all of her children... And in all of the relationships, the way that she built a lot of the relationships and the bonds that she had was based on her perspective. You know? What I can and cannot do. And we did not push. What we can't. We're not. I learned not to be the type of person that push. I don't push. Or I had to learn. If I did, I had to learn not to push my way. Um, maybe, you know, being, uh, from Detroit, it's a very callous place. So I do believe that there are aspects where, um, I mean, it's, it's not unrealistic to say that, that how hard I had to work possibly looked, uh, very aggressive, but let's just put it like this. Wasn't nobody helping Cam out. Not like that. My mother um, assisted me in understanding how hard I was going to have to work at everything. So she did not cushion that for me. That's my perspective. Right? Like it or not? That's that's me in a nutshell. Now, by culture, I'm not embarrassed of it. Why? Because I, now that I'm older, I don't spend a lot of time um, trying to attach myself to all of the cultural traditions of the people or the attitudes of people that didn't present Safety, calmness, uh, an environment where I could be productive uh, in, a, in a serene circumstance, in a learning environment, and in a non-aggressive uh, circumstance. And however long it takes to understand the importance of that, my mother was an excellent teacher and making sure that I understood how to do it. 
So even if you're in an environment where people do not know how to do it, you will know how. You, we don't, I don't, you know, I've learned, you don't, I don't control them. They are responsible for themselves and their attitudes. Like how she, you know, raised me to be responsible for myself and my attitude. Did she say it's realistic? It's very realistic. That based on whether or not some people understand what they should or should not be doing. You can be affected by that. Have we been? But of course. But of course. Which is why I don't have my friend that I would host, which was my mother. Because culturally, we're hosting people. Vietnamese people, we host people that we love, we care for them, we nurture them. And that's naturally what we do. Culturally, we host them. They have a measure of endearment towards us. Their treatment of us is in line with our natural disposition, which our natural disposition, we have a desire to be very at ease, very calm, very serene. Despite how much work you see Vietnamese people have to do, if you notice, they're always trying to get back to uh, being as quiet as possible. That's in our aspect of Asian culture. We get together, you know, and laugh and stuff like that. If I can, I will. I don't as much anymore because there's the missing part, right? So in any case... But I still use the approach to in my art. So these perspectives are present. Shading. And the lines. Colors that I use. Perspective. That's honest. And so for me, I still use art to host. Now art. uh, For me, the things that I'm painting They're a combination of things. It's a combination of reasons. A couple, but a combination of reasons. I'm not going to share them all, but I'll give you a few. And one is I'm hosting myself in my art. It's selfish and unselfish. Because it's the most honest place where I can share my perspective. So in my paintings, I'm hosting myself. Recently. Why? Because I have an appreciation for myself. Why? Because you will not always be appreciated. Right? Now, that depends on your perspective. Right? It's your perspective. Now, that's mine. So, that's my standpoint. That's my position. 
That's my approach to. That's my disposition. And my art reflects all of those nuances. Whether you think it's beautiful or not, it's whether you think I'm beautiful or not, do I care? It has nothing to do with my artistic or my creative process and how I do absolutely everything. How I do everything is all the same way, even in the art. I have been hosting myself and other people that are endeared to the beauty of that uh, culture. And we don't share it a lot because not a lot of people appreciate it. Not a lot of people like it. You know, you got people, they, when you look, they travel to, just like most people have their favorite places that they travel to, to go and get something or just be around something. Go and look at the videos of of, of what people actually <laughs> will drop every of all the I've looked at all kind of videos of what people go to a place to go and do. Some people go to a place just to shop till they drop. Some people go to a place just to bike. Some people go to a to a place just to play a sport or to watch a sport. You go to Viet, Vietnam, where where <laughs> I watch so many videos where people have dropped everything. It looked like they wealthy as I don't know what. They've dropped everything. Why? Just so they could sit in a company of a bunch of uh, Vietnamese people on some tiny chairs and sip the smallest cup of coffee or tea you have ever seen. And they paid for it. They don't tell her how much the ticket costs. I don't know. But once they flew all the way over there, that's what they ordered. And that's what they did. To me, that speaks a lot to actually culturally how we are and what we like to be in a company of. We don't like to be in a company of. I mean, we just don't. You look at the videos of how Vietnamese people are. I'm not saying all of them like that, but for the most part, that's what they like to do. You know? And so that's the perspective and that's in my art. So um, that's something that Perspective is something that I think is vital for individuals who are creative to discern where they're at. And I'm very accurate. Like I said, more so uh, to the to the Asian uh, part of my culture than, than to any other culture. Than to any other aspect of the culture so I think that I'm mixed with. Um, not saying that I dismiss them or that I don't hold them in high esteem, but my actual nature is, <laughs> I'm still like that. Like I would go, I would go personally. That's how I built a lot of my friendships. I would go and be back in the day. I go and I, one of my friends, 
I call him up. They were like, what you doing? He's like, I ain't doing nothing. He over there making music. I drop everything. Tell him I've got, you know, we got money now. I was working at uh, Comerica Park. At the grill. They was tipping me like crazy. Why? Because look at the Vietnamese culture and how we serve people. So they was tipping me like crazy. So I always had a lot of cash back in the day. And I would take that money. And on my day off, I head over and I catch up with my friends. I hop on the bus. Like, what you doing? Well, I don't know. I ain't doing nothing. I'm like, I'll be over there in a half an hour. Hop on the bus. Head over there. What you want to do? Let's go to the fish market. We drop everything. Walk through Highland Park. Go to the fish market. Buy fresh fish. Fried fish. He cooked. I cook. We friends. What nothing. You know what I'm saying? But I've always been around hosting people. They're like-minded. I have other friends. Married couples. You know, one of my best friends. They would, even before they got married, they were already hosting and affectionate type people. Cam, we going out to dinner. We want you to come with us. We going to go so-and-so and such-and-such. Do you want to come? Third wheel. Some people always talk about that. Oh, you third wheel, blah, 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 blah. Vietnamese people, we don't care nothing about that. Look at the videos. We not even thinking about all of the negatives that people attach to certain terms. Third wheel, of course. Why? Because I want to sit in a company of earnest people. If that's what I'm going to do. If not, I'll sit by myself. And self-isolation ain't no thing. Because at least you're in good company. Right? If that is the case. Right? Because some people, I mean, you shouldn't be in a presence. You shouldn't be. If you know perspective. If it's damaging to you, you shouldn't be. Right? I I have a friend of mine. When they was dating, (laughs) the fiance would be like, Cam, come over. You already know what it is. What was going on? He had steaks. Steak and potatoes. I already knew what it was. Invite me over there. Like, Cam, you already know. Come through. We grilling. And you invited. I come over there. She's like, she's like my best friend. Hilarious. Well, back in the day, we were really close. Obviously, we've grown, so we probably do have more best friends. But she was like my best friend. Hilarious. We'd be cracking up. And he'd be back there in the backyard on one of the tiniest grills you had ever seen with steaks so big, they wouldn't even fit on the grill, hooking it up. <laughs> All of it was comedy in itself, but in a sense, it was more true to the Vietnamese culture. Why? Because he was using small stuff. He was, you know, it was about the intimacy, you know, as far as the communication, there's an intimacy in communication that has nothing to do with anything fleshly that is supposed to be shared between humans safely. Perspective, right? 
So I don't seek. Um, so like I said, in my perspective, in my creative process, all of my friendships, all of my bonds are in line with and are used in my art. So regardless of what's comical, negative, sad, happy, it's happening, but I'm extracting consistently perspective. What's good. And then I'm using it in my creative process and in my personal development. And I've, and I've learned to do that as old as I am, as long as I've learned to do that a long time now. So I'm just sharing that it's, 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 uh, it's very valuable and it's going to, it's going to help you in your art. If you learn to practice, at least understanding it, right? At least understanding it. So, and, and that's important when people, like in a creative, in a creative process, you, you have people where they meet with, where they critique, who cares? But at least it helps if you know your culture, where you come from, why you do what you do and all of that. It helps you to be able to have an appreciation for you and why you're doing what you're doing. And then uh, what other people are doing, um, it, whether they have a problem with you or not, has nothing to do with you. They haven't learned your perspective. They haven't learned your outlook. They, you know, they haven't learned any of that. So their perspective on their disposition with you is miscued. And that can happen. So that's another reason why in, um, in the Vietnamese um, culture for me, well, for me, I've learned to be more observant um, to, to, to the type of people that I want to get to know. And I feel it out for an extended period of time. However long it takes. And I, that's, a, that's just something that, because it's an Asian culture, we're about our serenity. You know? culture we not typically about that drama maybe some of them is i don't know i don't know you know i don't know but me i ain't about all that drama maybe some of the maybe some of them are but i ain't got i'm not like that you know so i extracted the serene aspect of vietnamese culture my nature is more of a calming um disposition because you know coming from where i'm coming from uh, you know, Detroit was a pressure cooker. Because it was a failing economy, failing school system. It had all of these negatives that was happening before I was born. And then when you're just born into it, you're already born into a collapse. Environment, like I said, I was born in '81. I know some people say, "Hey, you should a woman should never mention her age," but let's be real. I get a lot of people. They look at me and they be like, "Oh, okay, you're 20." No, that's the Vietnamese aspect. The reason why you think I look young, 
It could be that or the uh or the Choctaw Indian. That's possible too. They be looking young too. But I think it's more of the Asian aspect where for the most part you know, it'd be bopping around, look like a kid in the face. But I'm older than that. Anywho, um so 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 that's I think that's gonna be useful. Um primarily to most people because I think that you have to you you some kind of way you're gonna you're gonna have to because people are gonna be reading and misreading you and as a creative it's your own personal responsibility of what you want to convey you know and I used to tell people I had people where they look at my art and they get it all wrong they look at my art and they thought it was one thing and I'd be looking like, okay. It taught me perspective. I'd ask people when they'd see my work, when I would do my art shows years ago, I wanted to see what planet were they on. You know. So I asked them, oh, when you look at this painting, what do you, what do you see? How does this make you feel? And then when they would tell me, I'd be pretty surprised. I'm not judging it, but a lot of times then they would ask me, was that what you was trying to do? Was that what you was trying to do? And I'd look at them and I'd ask them first before I answer, is the answer that I'm going to give you going to make you upset? Because <laughs> I had to always fill that one out. Hey, it's Detroit. I'd ask them, is it, before you ask me that question, is the answer that I'm going to give you, is it going to make you upset? Because then that's going to have to, that's going to decide for me whether or not I'm going to tell you. And they'd be like, no, no, girl. They bust out laughing. <laughs> you could tell me. I'd be like, okay. And then I'd tell them, no, I wasn't thinking that at all. And then I'd explain to them my perspective of my art. Now, or whatever the painting was. And most people, regardless of what you say, because of their perspective, they believe what they want to believe. But that's not my fault. That's not their fault. But that is their perspective. Is it a fault? Is it miscued? Is it their perspective? Is it their vantage point? Their viewpoint? Is it a negative? I don't know. But if it's not in harmony with the directions of where an artist intends to go, then they, that's what we do. You know, we create the environments that we can or we cannot go into. Right? So I have people where they look at my art. I think this is what's going on. I think that's what's going on. And I'd be like, okay. I'll give you another example. So perspective. I was also asked to, right? And when you're an artist, once you get, okay. When you're an artist, um, and I'm talking about, now I'm talking about fine artists. I can relate to uh, other artists. I'm talking about when you're a fine artist, when you're doing shows 
and you get to a point where people already know who you are. You don't have to introduce yourself in the artistic circles. I'm not talking about on larger levels. I'm talking about when you get to a certain point where you go into galleries and people know who you are when you enter into the galleries as a profession. Then you've reached a certain point where your representation precedes you. And hopefully it's good. So in, in, um, in those years when I was doing shows and in galleries, when I would show up, right? So when I would show up to a gallery, now keep in mind, I'm an art appreciator, I always tell people this. I understand art and art history. So I'm an art appreciator as well. So a lot of times when I show up to an art show, it would be because I like art. Right? I would tell you some of the most phenomenal artists, art shows, my perspective. Some of the most phenomenal art shows that help mold my uh, respect for art. Right? It was an art show. I was invited to a loft space. Right? And, um, he, I'll give him, okay, give credit where credit is due. Uh, shout out to Anthony Dixon. He know who he is. And, uh, at the time, uh, at the time, and he's a painter, he's an oil painter. And some people may know him because I think he's taught in Chicago and he's taught in, uh, in Toledo, I think. Uh, but he, I would say he's a master artist. He's an oil painter. And um, as soon as he recognized my illustration style, he loaded me up with a bunch of materials one year. switch the game up he just dropped like a bunch of materials and was just like look you've been drawing like this try this stuff i'm giving all this stuff away and one day he rang the buzzer um him and his wife and his son rang the buzzer to uh to my apartment when i was staying over there in the wayne state area and was like i'm about to drop you off all this stuff you draw like this Use this stuff. Try all this stuff. I bet you ain't never tried none of this stuff. And he was going to CCS at the time, which is Center for Creative Studies. Some of y'all may or may not know what that is. And when he got and when he got to the apartment, I told my mom, I was like, I'm running downstairs real quick. I'm about to go grab this from uh from from Dixon and his wife. They downstairs waiting at the lobby. I run down. This dude got fourteen hundred to $2,000 worth of art equipment that he just given away. He said, I sold a painting. <laughs> the first thing out of his mouth was, I sold a painting. I'm giving all this stuff away. He was like, Cam, this is my first easel I ever owned. He said, when I first sold a painting, I bought this easel. And that easel was a $1,000 painting. And he gave it to me. Because he sold another painting. It took him years. Uh, and he gave me those materials he used that easel for a long time before he, he gave it to me but he gave it to me he gave me all this art stuff that i had never used before 
And whether you all believe it or not, I had some of those trunks, some of that, some of the pencils, the graphite pencils, some of the paint he gave me and the easels and the easel he gave me. I used and I painted on that for over 10 years. Actually did not run out um, of, of a lot of the art materials that he gave me. I'm not lying to you when I say the art materials Anthony Dixon gave me lasted me 10 years. The easel too. The only reason why I took the easel to Texas, San Antonio when I moved there in 2010. The only reason why the easel did not come back with me is because the easel would not fit into my car. And so I left it. Period. I never had to buy another easel. And actually, I don't use an easel to this day. Why? Because it was the only easel I had ever owned. It was the only easel I ever thought was efficient for what I needed to do. And I actually haven't been interested in buying another easel. But I used that particular easel for over 10 years. The day he dropped it off, I kept it. I kept it for a long time. Anyway... And, and art materials, I used all the art materials until they literally ran out. I even had some pencils, oil pastels, and pastels, and chalk that came back with me to Michigan. And I used it for another five or, five or ten years until 2018 when I got disconnected from uh, that particular art case. But that art case that I had, it was actually... Uh, it was an art case that I purchased from Utrecht that was over 10 years old. I used that same stuff for forever until it literally ran out. Right? And and once again, all of those things are uh, my perspective. All of those things are sentimental. And it's a part of my art. So it's my perspective and that's why I use it like that. Um, so, so in any case, let me tell y'all, it's probably going to be a part two to this. I showed up at Anthony Dixon's, um, he had a shared space and guess who it was, guess who was there? Richard Lewis. Y'all know who Richard Lewis is? Well, look him up because he's a Detroit oil painter. Shout out to Richard Lewis. Okay, now let's be real. Let me go ahead and just say these people are master artists. Let me clarify for y'all. Some of y'all don't know about Detroit and the artists that have that are in Detroit and they have come uh, out of Detroit. These are not loose terms. I'm gonna have to break this up into part two.